Let's get this party, party started. Started. Parted. Party oh my started. god. What happens when two 53-year-olds are trying to get a party started? Then nothing. Absolutely really, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to The Watch List with Patty and Bill. Make sure you hit subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, you can also create your own watch list by going to thewatchlistpod.com. You can also contact us from there or hit us up on social media at symbol Pirate Alice, at symbol Bill Ivory Larson, at symbol The Watchlist Pod. And if you just happen to listen to our podcast on Apple, please give us a five star review. Hey. Hey, what's up? I was quite prolific this week. Indeed. Because, because folks, I've actually got three and a fifth things to review. Ooh. The fifth of a thing is actually only a fifth of a thing because of its actual total running time. It's a complete body of work, but it just happens to also be like 12 and a half minutes long. So, but it's a full-on review of that 12 and a half minutes. But it's a full-on review of that 12 and a half minutes. So I would say you've got four things. Yes, I've got four things, even though one is like really, really, really short. Anyway, so how many things have you got? I've got two things, and one is like a, a look back at a thing that I reviewed earlier now that the whole thing's over. Oh, yeah. okay, let's start there. Yeah, so I am revisiting the Korean drama that's on Vicky called Escape of the Seven. You mentioned that in your socials, actually. I did. You did. I thought this was going to be a one of those like revenge dramas about bullying and that kind of thing, but uh-huh. it's actually after seventeen episodes has turned out to be just a total telenovela, like soap opera. It's got all of the tropes in it. It's got dead people who aren't dead, long lost children, facial reconstruction surgery, stolen money that gets stolen again by a stolen again, double cross, the double double cross, deep fakes, the evilest of evil bad guys, the bad guy who's really a good guy, or is he really a good guy? There's explosions. I mean... The only thing that I have not seen in this is the evil twin who shows up. That is the only thing of all those soapy tropes that has not happened. It is deliciously crazy fun. Okay. And there is talk that come next year, March 2024, there will be a season two of this. And each episode you said was how long? About an hour. Ooh, 17 hours. Yeah, yeah, it's a series. It's a full series. Yeah, I like guess, most I guess, shows, yeah. Yeah, but I the only reason I say that is because now I'm old enough to remember, you know, that you had to watch a whole season, one show every week. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I'm, I've been doing with this, obviously. Oh, I, I see, okay. Yeah. Because now we're young enough to know what binging is, and yes. right now in my binge mind, if you stream something, it's bingeable. So that's why I was thinking 17 hours, fuck, that's no, a long time. This was airing in Korea and dropping in the U.S. like the day after. Got it, okay. And the last yeah. episode just came out, um, I think today, and of course I watched it because it's available now. <laughs> Because I needed to know what was going on. Did they catch the bad guy? Ah, 
you know, the evil bad guy who should be dead. La la la. But you said they didn't even show him, so that's why there's going to be a season two. Oh, they totally showed him. Oh, I see. There's okay. there's the evil bad guy that's evilly evil, and then there was the bad guy that we thought was a bad guy, but he's not really. But then maybe he is, but we don't know. I mean, it's it, there's all that stuff going on, because it's just nuts. It's just absolutely nuts. Okay. And that you know, several times there's the. Oh, no, he's dead. Oh, wait, no, we just saw him wash up on an island. But then, oh, no, wait, he was stabbed. How could he wash up on an island if he'd be alive? It's it's nuts. It's just so crazy nuts. And where is it again, <laughs> Vicky, you this said? This is on Vicky. It's called Escape of the Seven. It is ridiculous fun. It is just really, really, just watch this. It's so much fun. It's not one of those romance ones that you're going to... There's no romance happening in this. Got There's it, a okay. bunch of people that are just, they're terrible, horrible people. But watching all this crap happen to them is so rewarding. So you mentioning that you wanted to go back and review something that you, you know, you wanted to bring people up to date on mm-hmm. reminded me that I wanted to do the same thing about Loki season two. Ah, okay. So this past week, uh, we finished Loki season two, or I finished it. Laura pretty much fell asleep during the thing. Um, I loved it. I thought that it was a good ending to the Loki TV show. So there's not going to be any more Loki TV show. Uh, you know what? At least as Here's, far as we know, there's not going to be any as far more as we Loki know. And I'm not spoiling anything because for this. Well, there's a lot going on. There's the whole Jonathan Majors thing going on, if he is even going to continue being Kang, uh, a.k.a. the big bad for the next series of Marvel movies, for those who really just don't give a shit. Um, <laughs> but Loki was always one of those characters that actually had a lot more attention paid to it because it's a beloved character. You know, he's he's a great, almost anti-villain. You love to hate him. Mm-hmm. And you hate to love them, but you do. This ending was amazing. Ah. And and it shows what you can do when you put more time and energy into the writing and into just the care of a character versus hurrying up and spitting shit out just to have content out there. So I keep mentioning Terry. Shout out to Terry, as always. What's up, Terry? Uh, her boyfriend, Matt, he and I have occasional conversations because he is now really just catching up with the Marvel Universe and asks me from time to time, okay, what should I watch? I just watched this. And, you know, I give him a fair and honest review, especially of the TV shows, like, because it gets to be too much. If you have stuck with Loki, stick with it until the end of this season. It's very good. At least I think so. And it's poignant, and uh, I just think it's it's really, really good. And who gives a shit if it launches into something else or whatever? Take the two seasons of Loki as they are, and I think you'll be happy. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Tight, tight, tight. All right. I'm going to start with the shortest thing that I watched first. And, of course, on the day of our show, I always try to look through and see if there's something quick that I can review. And I came across something, and it was on Max. I hate fucking saying Max. 
because mm-hmm. you know in the old recesses of my brain to me that's that means Cinemax but in today it should be just HBO Max so on the former HBO Max I found a documentary that's about 12 and a half minutes long it's called uh, now and then the last Beatles song mm-hmm. and it's narrated by uh, uh, Paul McCartney, hmm. Ringo Starr, and posthumously, uh, you you have recordings from George Harrison, because this song was actually um, vi- the first time that they wanted to put this song out was 1995, okay, or 94 or something like that, because they they had found an old recording because apparently John Lennon, very much like Prince would just noodle around, and he would record shit. And he noodled around with this song called Now and Then. And back then, they didn't have the technology to separate his voice from the piano. Ah, right. And every time they tried to do something with it in 95, it didn't work because the technology didn't exist to separate them. Hmm. Peter Jackson from Lord of the Rings developed the technology to separate the piano from the vocal track. Oh, interesting. So in part, you can thank Peter Jackson for this Beatles song. Hmm. And during this thing, I was wondering, all right. I was torn. Like, why are you putting out another Beatles song? You don't need the money. True, yeah. But in listening to this documentary, it really becomes clear how close they were. And they really just wanted to have another song from them. At least that's that's what I got. Okay. So they cleaned up this audio track, they remixed it, and George Harrison was alive at the time. He died in 2002? Mm-hmm. Um but they had his drum track from the 90s. Oh, wow. So so it is truly a Beatles song. That's cool. Okay. It's very cool. So there's no AI in it except the separating of the track, but that's more technical than AI. Mm-hmm. And they didn't overlap any voices or anything. That It's really John Lennon's voice. It, it's really nifty. And you hear the whole song there? No, no. That's my only ah. complaint about this fucking thing. Why didn't they give me like a 16 minute documentary and play the song yeah, at the end? Have some kind of like music video or something with it. Yeah, just take that uh, extra step gosh. to do it. But my thinking is in their brilliant marketing way, then it makes you go find it somewhere. Yeah, go download it and buy it or whatever. Go right, exactly. So if you <laughs> if you care about the Beatles as I do, mm-hmm. I own all the Beatles albums. Uh Watch now and then the last Beatles song. It's on Max. Uh, now looking at this, I'm seeing it's on YouTube. I think probably do on yeah. the V on yeah. Vivo. Okay, uh, it looks like it was on PBS. It looks like you can find it fucking everywhere. Okay, neat. But anyway, it was it, give it a watch. It's twelve and a half minutes long. Yeah, right. not that long. Okay. Okay. So my first thing is on Apple Plus, it just dropped two episodes today, the first two episodes. It is called Monarch, 
Legacy of Monsters. Oh, I want to watch that so bad. Ah. Yeah, this apparently <laughs> is the sixth installment and the second television series in the Monsterverse franchise. I did not realize this when I first started it up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is part of that 2014 Godzilla movie group, as well as a 2017 Kong Skull yep. Island stuff. Um, yep. And then in June of June of this year, Netflix released an animated series called Skull Island. That's the first of these two television series of the franchise. So in this movie, or this show, it's not a movie, it's a show, it's a series, two episodes so far. Um, at the very beginning of episode one, we see the return of William Randa. So John Goodman, that's his character from King Kong Skull Island. He has a brief cameo at the beginning, like the cold open of episode one. Um, you see him running around and he throws some big package of something in the ocean as this monster, I don't know, spider or something's chasing him down. And uh, so then that was in the 70s, obviously. And then in 2015 is where we jump to where we see Kate Randa. She's a young girl. Um, She's going to Japan to settle the affairs of her father who has been declared dead. He's been, he's gone MIA. They can't find him. And when she gets to the apartment that she's got keys for, she discovers that her father had a whole other family. A wife and a brother and a son. And they all start learning about each other at the same time. And then her and her new brother find out that dad had a whole lot of secrets. A whole lot. And there are so many secrets and computer files and stuff. This group called Monarch starts chasing after them. Because now these two kids have learned way too much. Wow. And then the story jumps all the way back to 1950. Where we see um, Kate and her brother Kentaro's grandmother, Dr. Keiko Mira. She's in the Philippines uh, inspecting some, I don't know, stuff. This, uh, I don't know, some kind of radiation, blah, blah. I don't know. Technical terms about the monsters happening. Okay. And there's a young Lieutenant Lee Shaw who has been given the job of escorting her about. But Lee Shaw as a young man in the 50s, is played by Wyatt Russell. And in 2015, Lee Shaw, he's played by Kurt Russell, Wyatt's dad. What crazy, what what crazy casting. It's amazing. It's kind of fun, too, because I'm looking at that going, and I see Kurt Russell, I'm like, wait a minute. What is is this? And I Google it, and I'm like, holy shit. It is played by his kid. I thought it was some kind of deep fake technology where they made Kurt Russell look really young to play his young self in those past videos, but or past uh, scenes. But no, yeah. they just grabbed his son because why bother with deep t- fake? But it would cost a lot more than just hiring his son to act, you know? Well, that's great. <laughs> yeah, so it's uh, pretty cool so far. Um, the All of the Godzilla we see in these first two episodes are more flashbacks okay? that they had. Nothing's really majors happening right now with the monsters, but you know, that's going to come because this is a whole oh, I can't wait. monster verse thing. So that's right. So far it's pretty good. I mean, it's only the two episodes. Um, we'll see how it goes. Cool. Oh, I can't it's on wait. Apple plus 
Monarch Legacy of the Monsters. I am going to watch that. I'm going to start watching that. So maybe we'll revisit it. I'm down for that. Down the road. Yeah. When all the episodes drop and we can review the whole thing. Yeah, there's going to be 10 episodes total between now and January the 12th. Okay. And I guess I'm a little bit of a hypocrite by saying, yeah, I can't wait to see this shit. So now there's a monster verse taking taking my attention away from the Marvel universe. Exactly. And then the whole DC universe. Everybody wants to create a fucking universe these days. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, the first thing that I have, I think I'll start with, the, okay, I'm going to, these next two things I really, really, really enjoyed. Okay. Uh, although I've only seen two episodes of this, this first one. It's called Lessons in Chemistry. Mm-hmm. And it stars Brie Larson. Okay. And it, it takes place in the 50s. And uh, her character, Elizabeth, dreams of being a scientist. Um, but, you know, back in those days, hey, you, you stay in the kitchen and make me coffee and let the real scientist do the job. Um, but she accepts a job on TV as, as a cooking show host, but she wants to teach the housewives of the nation more than just recipes. So it's her way of teaching. So this is based on a hugely popular, hugely great book uh, by Bonnie Garmus. And Laura had read the book. And actually, when I said that I had interest in it, she powered through the book. And when I say she powered through the book, she probably read it a day faster than she normally would because she's just she is amazing at reading. And she said that they've already changed some things. Uh, in the series from the book. Where can I watch this? Ah, yes. Lessons in Chemistry can be watched on Apple TV. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, so, I don't want to give anything away, but what I will say is that one of the things that they changed was the neighbor across the street. Apparently in the book, it was a wife who was being abused by her husband. Mm-hmm. Now it is a a black woman and her children. Now, I want to see where that goes and the reason why they did this, because in the second episode, it was very disjointed. Hmm. Like you had an episode with that, because their whole thing is that organizations that the black woman belongs to are, are, you know, being used or about to be... They have a bullseye on them because they're about to make a highway or some shit like that. Uh, okay. And the town is using the excuse of blight uh, yeah, to get rid of these businesses, but they're not blighted at all. Mm-hmm. So the neighbor across the street asks the male chemist that Elizabeth falls in love with, will you please come and be our ally? And of course, he's all falling in love and shit, and he blows this. Mm. So that's all you see in that episode. Hmm. And then they leave it alone. Hmm. I don't, so I don't kind of get where they're going. Um, but it's very good as just its own show. Okay. And I'll tell you this: I like a, I like um, Brie Larson in this way more than anything in the Marvel universe she has ever done. Oh, okay. Way more. And because she's an Academy Award winning actress. Yes, she is. And you forget that when you watch her as Captain Marvel. Uh. 
you really do. You get reminded of it here. Oh, good. Okay. So if you have Apple TV, episode eight will drop on November the 24th. Okay. So there are at least eight episodes of it. It's on Apple TV, Lessons in Chemistry. Please check it out. It's, it's actually very good. But if you have read the book, be prepared for changes. What's your next thing? Uh, my next thing is the thing we both seen, so you go again. Ah, okay, great. It's like rolling the dice and I come up a winner. Mm-hmm. All right, so the next thing, which is on Peacock. Ah. I went back to the well on Peacock while I've got this subscription. Uh, it is called Please Don't Destroy the Treasure of Foggy Mountain. Why does this feel and like it's, it's an part hour of a, and a series? Half. Please Don't Destroy, I, I don't know. (laughs) Um, So I guess it's not. According to Slate magazine, it's it's some SNL writers' first movie, Hmm. but it 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 is Conan Conan O'Brien in it is actually pretty funny. Um, It is about three deadbeat co-workers who realize after all these years when they were that when they were kids they found a map to a treasure. Ah. And it's the wackiness that ensues when they go looking for this treasure. And they are losers. It's like loser, worst loser, and then the worst loser, the absolute worst loser you can imagine. (laughs) And I was like, what the fuck am I watching? And why am I enjoying this so much? Oh, so you liked it. I loved it. Ah. And and, (laughs) And apparently, okay, so according to CNN... It says, please don't destroy gets a bigger canvas for the same shtick uh, in the Treasure of Foggy Mountain. So I'm guessing that it's um, uh, something from SNL, like a shtick from them. Okay. Uh, but I think it's hilarious. And and when I say hilarious, I'm talking about in the, if you are stoned, you're going to fucking love this movie. Ah. Uh, and if you're not stoned... Or drunk, I think there is enough wackiness in this, like cocaine bear. <laughs> that was amazing. To enjoy the fuck out of this movie, cocaine right. bear was amazing. Oh, I wouldn't good. put it on that realm, but I would. I would put this just on a rung lower. Okay. I. I. There's not much I can explain to it because that would take up a forty-minute thing. <laughs> but just know that they're looking for a golden bust of Marie Antoinette. Oh my god. And the wackiness ensues. Wow. That's um, awesome. But anyway, it's called Please Don't Destroy the Treasure of Foggy Mountain and it is on Peacock. All right. To me, like I said, especially inebriated, it is worth <laughs> the hour and a half. Made me laugh awesome. out loud several times. Awesome. All right. So okay. the final thing that we both watched is Quiz Lady. It's on Hulu. Yeah, we did. And Quiz Lady stars Sandra O oh and Aquafina. They're sisters from a totally messed up household. Mom was on the move with different boyfriends and she gambled a lot. Um, older sister Jenny, who is played by Sandra O, oh, she grew up and was pretty much the same way. Um, and the younger sister, played by Aquafina, she um, she's like the smart one of it all. She has this office job. She's got a stable life. Um, her main constant from childhood through now is watching every night. Can't stop the quiz 
the quiz show on TV. And uh, so she she's just sitting around watching that show with her dog, Mr. Linguini, shouting out the answers before the contestants, like every answer, she's got them all. And after some wacky events, a loan shark kidnaps her dog, Mr. Linguini. The sisters have to get $80,000 to cover their mom's gambling debts. Um, the older sister, Jenny, uploads a video of Anne spouting the answers watching the game show with the dog. Um, she tries to get Anne to audition for the show, Can't Stop the Quiz, to try and get the money to pay off mom's gambling debts. Um, but she's got severe anxiety and that's a problem. And then the whole wackiness ensues of, will she be able to save Mr. Linguini? And, yeah. That is Quiz Lady. Yeah. I thought it was so much fun. I really loved it. I love Sandra O. Oh, I love Aquafina. It was just crazy stupid fun. And Mr. Linguini is a great name for a dog. <laughs> <laughs> So, I'm going to have to go ahead and disagree with oh, you Oh, you didn't this. like Quiz Lady, huh? What didn't you like? 25 minutes into it, we we pause the movie. We generally do this when we're starting to get that feeling of, how much more time do we have to watch this? <laughs> and we, we, we took each other's temperatures. And we just didn't think that it was funny. We just we just recognized what they were doing was playing for funny, but we did not laugh. Hmm. I did. As a matter of fact, the time that we did we we laughed, uh, I think three times in this movie. One of them was when uh, the Philly sports bar is watching her. <laughs> On TV, yes. Yes. and she's rattling off the answers for teams that have won multiple Super Bowls, and of course, fucking Philly fans who are the best fucking fans in the world are going boo when they're mentioning especially teams in our division. <laughs> as, as a it was awesome. Sportsing fan, I still understood that joke and thought it was funny. Oh my god, it was fucking hysterical. Um, <laughs> and the second time we laughed was when the gang that kidnapped Mr. Linguini <laughs> had all these other dogs that they had kidnapped, <laughs> but nobody came no to money. claim them. So they are, so they, right, they have no money, but they are meticulously taking care of the dogs. Right. They're meticulously taking care of these special needs dogs, like dogs that need medication, one that needs massage. That's hilarious. Isn't that amazing? I thought that, I that, thought that was that hysterical. Was great. I thought that was hysterical. The other running gag was the landlady who is a huge fan of Alan Cumming. But yes. it's a picture of Pee Wee Herman. And she won't yes. believe Aquafina when she's like, no, that is Paul Rubens, not Alan yes. Cumming. And then he comes back. He, actual Paul Rubens shows up. And I thought that was great. In his actual last movie. Yes, yes. In his actual last performance. And Made that, me read up on yeah. on Paul Rubens, by the way. That, that cameo was brilliant. I really loved it. If you like Paul Rubens, do not look up the legal shit that he was involved in. I will not. I am going to say that now because, damn, 
he yeah, he was involved in a lot of shit. I'm sure. And of it. pleaded his way out of some shit. I'm sure of it. That was truly awful. But anyhow, um back to Quiz Lady. But back to Quiz Lady. I just it, it was okay. Well, so it seems it was like ref- you watched the whole thing and didn't turn it off. Yes. Okay. Yeah, we kept going. So there's that. You watched the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, you could have turned it off. Yeah, and we didn't. So it could have been worse. Because- it could, oh, it absolutely could, <laughs> it could have, been have been worse. worse. Believe me, it could have been worse. Yeah. But to us, it was just a very like typical road comedy. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, I would agree with that. But if it made you laugh out loud, I like I said, it. it 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 made us laugh out loud a couple of times, but definitely not within the first half hour when you're trying to establish your characters and their dynamic and. Sandra O's oh character is this completely trash woman who is yeah. whose life is nowhere near what order should be. But I did like how in the very background when you see her character, she gets hit by a car. Yes, yes. I thought that was great. I'm like, what? And it was cleverly done because it's kind of like just in the background. Yeah, it's just it's in the background. Just, you know, if you're not really looking at the whole screen, you would totally miss it. Yeah. Right. But the way that they frame it. Yeah. You're like you're supposed to pay attention yeah, to what's going like on in the background. Yeah, it's like you should be looking over there, but you might not. You might not. And her mother, their mother in this movie is complete trash. Oh yeah, their mom's total. Leaving trash. their daughters, leaving her daughters. But anyway, I'm glad you liked uh, it. It was fun. It was totally fun. I cannot recommend it, but I do. At least Will Ferrell in it. Oh, that was was a cross. Yeah, that was a great role for him I think it was actually really great to see him in something where he's not over the top yes Will Ferrell he played a cross between Alex Trebek and Mr. Rogers yeah yeah very very supportive very soft-spoken and the host of obviously a Jeopardy like show but I think he did a great job just being a nice guy yeah so anyway I just can't, I just didn't think it was all that funny. So you re, you liked I it. I really liked it. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, it entertained me. I I enjoyed myself. I mean, I wouldn't get Hulu Sweet. just to watch Quiz Lady, but yeah. if you have Hulu, totally watch Quiz Lady. And if you have Hulu, skip it. No, don't. Skip I mean, it. Uh, uh, well, <laughs> I will. Okay, I will say this. If you follow Patty, if you have listened to our show for a long, long time, and you agree more with Patty, give it a try. If you listen to us for a long, long time and you generally agree with me, eh, skip it. Or try it. Mm-hmm. Let us know. Hit us up on the watchlistpod.com, click on the contact us button, or hit us up on the socials and let us know which one of us is right. Yeah. Because there's a right or a wrong in opinions. <laughs> Let us know who you agree with. Maybe say who you agree with. Oh my god! You know what I meant. Uh, All right, maybe you didn't know what I meant. Okay, I'll spell it out. Yes. (laughs) Let me know. Let us know. Let her know. Who do you agree with? Did you find it funny, or did you not? Or did you just choose to avoid it? Is that better? 
Oh, they okay. might choose to avoid it. Let us know. I, that doesn't appeal to me at all. You stupid people review movies I don't want to watch anyway. I don't know. Well, but that's always a crapshoot, too. You talk about being, yeah. you know, right or wrong in opinion. You know, I search for stuff every week, like like lessons in chemistry and quiz lady. And, and is this, are people going to want to watch this? I have no fucking idea. I'm just going to watch it because it appeals to me. Yeah, and I'm going to share it. Which is why we troll people all the time yeah. to hit us up and let us know what they want us to watch yeah. for them. What are you wondering about that you want to see? What are you wondering That's about right. that you want to see on a service you don't have, wanting to know if it's worth it to get the service to watch it? For a free trial period, even. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's it. That's all I've got this week. Yep, same. Although, mm-hmm. I, I, there's something I'm going to be very closely watching. Oh, what is this? So there is an extremely popular sideline sports reporter her name is Carissa Thompson, who had to apologize for saying that she used to make up reports when working as an NFL sideline reporter. She now mainly does like major interviews and does the desk on Sundays for certain games and has her own podcast and everything. But she said on a podcast called Pardon My Take that she admitted to fabricating reports And she said, I haven't been fired for saying it, but I'll say it again. I would make up the report sometimes because, A, the coach wouldn't come out at halftime or it was too late. And I was like, I didn't want to screw up the report. So I was like, I'm just going to make this up. Like what would she like? What kind of report was she making up? Uh, So she was saying stuff that. No, she said, no, quote, no coach is going to get mad if I say, hey, we need to stop hurting ourselves. We need to be better on third down. We need to stop turning the ball over and do a better job. So what she was doing was making up shit like that, but attributing it to a team representative saying that. Mm -hmm. When in fact, she didn't talk to anybody. When in fact, she didn't talk to anybody. Mm. So... Uh, then she 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 had to come out and s- clarify those comments. Uh, she she said, "I understand now how important my words are, and I chose the wrong words to describe the situation. I have never lied about anything." And I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> and here is where I want some input from you mm-hmm. and from our listeners. Should she be shit canned? She has since gone on to be an incredibly well-respected, especially in sports, female desk reporter for the NFL. When you talk like major NFL reporters, her name is near the top of that list. So, are you going to hold her feet to the fire for making shit up to help her get to where she is? Or are you gonna, or are you gonna say, nah, that was early on in her career. We understand. We're gonna let it go because now she's definitely getting the baller interviews. Now she's doing everything. Blah blah blah. Like, what year was it roughly when she was making the fake comments? 
CNN says that it isn't the first time Thompson had admitted to making up a report. In her own Calm Down podcast in 2022, she admitted she made up a report when working as a sideline reporter in 2008. Okay, so by 2008, there were women reporters in the locker room to get those kind of quotes. Um, But between 2008 and 2023, she's built up a career where she's respected and trusted. And if she was just Mm -hmm. making little, I mean, honestly, all of those interviews with the coach where they all say the same shit we need to stop doubling down she and even blah made blah fun blah, of blah. In a commercial yeah 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 i who gives a fuck honestly because they all say the same shit so her just making up some shit they said where it's the same damn shit they probably did say anyway whatever hmm. it's not like she's okay. making up something that and- putin said about you know uh, biden and causing world war three it's fucking football and it's just a coach commenting on the game he's not gonna say my players are shit and i hate this fucking crap i mean they'll never i mean unless he wants to get canned he's never gonna say that so okay so and i find that very interesting you know fake it till you make it really that's what everybody says anyway okay you know (laughs) okay so here's what i'm gonna do i'm going to predict she is going to have to leave the air for a short time. Okay. But she and, said this and stuff I hate to... back in, what, 2000? When did she say this on her, her podcast? When did she admit to making shit up? She admitted it on her own podcast last year, so, so 2022. 2022. Okay. And then she just admitted it again in 2023. Okay, so it's just recently. Okay. So my take on this is... And thanks for hanging out for this very special end of this episode. Because mm-hmm. I really want to know what people think about this. This is this is huge news, especially in the sports world, where a woman is concerned. Mm-hmm. But she made up shit. Yeah. And journalistic integrity. Yeah, I that I see. If she didn't get the interview, because she could have said, well, well, people watching the game... It looked to me like the coach could do better. They need to get better on third downs. They need to pass the ball more. Their their run game is shot down. So they when they come out at the at the half, this is what they need to do. That would be a far better thing than attributing that phrase to someone else. Acting as if she got to talk to them. Okay. Right. Acting as if she got to And the that interview. was she was saying that stuff on TV sports? On TV. Okay. I am thinking she is going to have to take a step back. Mm-hmm. Either that or issue the fuck out of some apologies on the air this coming Sunday. This is the kind of shit that sends ripples through the broadcast world. Because another female sideline reporter who has been in this game for at least 20 years came out and said, that's bullshit. You know, I have I've gotten all my interviews. What the fuck is this this chick doing? So it will be very interesting. I just wanted to get your take on that. Yeah, personally, I don't give a fuck because it's just sports. And she didn't, you know, cause any real harm. She didn't cause any scandal for the coaches or players with her little lies about the reports. 
But for her integrity, her journalistic integrity, yeah, that was a bad idea. And it's really stupid of her to admit to it. And it would have made right. her look like Why a... Why would you admit to this? Not really, right? And it would, it would have been to her credit to show that she understands football enough to have those kind of opinions if she just said that on the sideline report. Right, right. If right. she couldn't get an actual but, interview. But why the fuck she admitted this? Like, she's Teflon and nothing's ever going to happen to her. Right, right, yeah. And, and, and I say that through the lens of also being one of the very, uh, of still a select few women broadcasting, especially in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And now she's just gone and admitted the fact that she fabricated some shit early in her career. Yeah. Uh, it, it sucks because I, res- I, I respect her. I like her. I like seeing women report, especially on football and, and so forth and so on. So stay tuned, everybody. Yeah, that'll be interesting. But my prediction see. is that she is going to get at least suspended for a little while. Probably. Okay. Anyway, all right. Well, that's it. That's all I've got okay. this week. Okay. So everybody, please hit us up on the socials at symbol pirate Alice, at symbol Bill Ivory Larson, at symbol the Watchlist Pod. Make sure you click on the contact us button when you go to thewatchlistpod.com. Uh, if you listen to us on Apple, give us a five-star review. And, um, yeah, let us know who whose opinion you <laughs> agree with more. Indeed. <laughs> Patties are mine on, on uh, Quiz Lady. And uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just laughing at myself. I'm an idiot. Anyway, um, I hope you guys have a great week. <laughs> I will yes. fully admit that I'm an idiot. All right. You don't have to. <laughs> I just said all right. I didn't say I agree with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> all right, everybody. Okay. Take care. Have a great week, and we will catch you next time. Happy Thanksgiving, okay. everybody in America. Oh, that's right. Happy Thanksgiving. Be safe with your Black Friday shopping if you do that. I don't even. I don't even think people go out for Black fucking Friday anymore. There are still. I some I think they wait till Cyber do. Monday now. Well, I mean, you could get some of that Black Friday deal right now online. The big box store that I used to work for started Black Friday two weeks before Black Friday. The hardest thing I did as a salesperson was try to convince people. This is our Black Friday price. Does anybody still do Black Friday? Like, make it a point to get up early on Black Friday and go out somewhere and and rush to get something? I don't want to be with the mass of humanity. I have. There is absolutely nothing on sale on any Black Friday sale that is something I need. Maybe I might want it. Yeah. But do I want it enough? To go to the sea of humanity, waiting like a long ass fucking stupid line to pay probably right. like what five percent less for this thing. Mm. Well, especially no. now that you get the same <laughs> deals online and they've yeah. been available for at least a week already. Exactly. There's nothing. So, there is nothing that I want yeah. that badly, and there's absolutely nothing I need. So. 
But no, good point, Patty. I uh, I also hope that people have a great Thanksgiving. Yes, have a wonderful and in Thanksgiving. in the spirit of Thanksgiving, and in the spirit of, of giving for Thanksgiving, uh, there's a station here in the Philadelphia area called WMMR, and they held their recent Camp Out for Hunger. And it was all last week, and I went to the kickoff day, and I dropped off five bags of food. Because the two biggest causes that I will that I will always fight for are ending hunger and saving animals. I don't care what charities you you belong to or support, but if everybody just gave a fucking dollar, can you imagine how many mountains would be moved if that happened? Indeed. So while you are giving thanks. Make sure that you truly give thanks, as I will, for what you have in life and be appreciative of it, it, as I am of you, Patty. So thank you for being in my life for so much. Thank you the same, Bill. Told you it was going to be a heartwarming, (laughs) extra special ending to this show. Indeed. Yes, it is. Have a great Thanksgiving, everybody. (laughs) All right. We'll catch you on the flips. (laughs) I haven't said that in a while. No, you haven't. All right. All right. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay, Okay, bye. bye.